Welcome to The Courage Effect. I'm Suzanne Weller, and this is a show about growth and unleashing what's possible. You will hear inspiring stories about what courage looks like, how we navigate what's getting in our way, and the opportunities that surface when we choose courage over comfort. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Courage Effect. I am really excited for my guest today because this is somebody that is a friend and is also a former colleague of mine. And we have had conversations over the years about not just about how are we courageous, and I think a lot of what we talk about on this show is obviously how do we step into more courageous acts as humans, but a big part of that is how do we also allow others to be courageous? How do we create and contribute to spaces that allow people to step into their vulnerability, you know, maybe these things, these spaces that are uncertain and give them the power and the bravery. So that is going to be our conversation today. And my conversation partner is Andreas Gephardt. Andreas is the CEO of Forward Momentum, a category design consulting firm that helps companies find their focus and become market leaders. He is also the COO of Hype 1000, whose platform, Hypecast, lets companies use products and audio for internal comms, because let's face it, nobody really reads internal emails anymore. Andreas is a solid photographer and a decent guitar player. Those are his words, obviously. <laughs> and he practices both enthusiastically. Andres, it's great to have you here. Welcome to The Courage Effect. Thank you very much for having me. This is exciting. So I know that when we were talking, we really started talking about leadership, courage, you know, how does courage show up in leadership? And you shared a specific story that I'd love for you to talk about with guests today or with our audience. But it's really, how do, how do the courageous acts of others impact us? And I think that's a really nice place to start because it also allows us to realize how do we give rise to that, right? How do we support it? So I, I will leave that to you. Good. Yeah, I think, you know, what we talked about once and then, you know, what, what piqued your curiosity there was a story that where I said how somebody else's uh, courage really basically elevated my leadership. Uh, level or how I at least perceive that ultimately others have to judge that but um, I think this was something that you know a number of years ago um, when when we were actually still working at the same company together um, you know it's it's fair to say that the company um, looked very homogenous um, it was you know it was a relatively white relatively male dominated company and I was leading a team of, um, I don't even remember, about 10 people or so. Um, and we, so this was before Black Lives Matter. This was before Me Too, before generally society was kind of talking more about diversity, equity, inclusion. Um, HR teams, of course, were paying attention to that already. Um, all of us we're trying to pay attention to that to some extent, but it just wasn't top of mind, really. And this conversation, I don't even know how it started. It was kind of um, at, at the end of a team meeting or or um, I think it, it might have been a team meeting. And we were talking about how we had uh, opened up a few additional recs uh, to grow the team, to uh, look for a few new hires. And one of my team members kind of quipped um you know that uh, she was hoping that uh, that would lead to a little more diversity um and we kind of left it at that it was you know a comment um 
during that that conversation. Um, I looked over at her uh, if she wanted to add anything, but there wasn't really anything. It was it was a quip, um, and that made sense. It was fine, and there was also the the level of discourse within the team that you know it's totally fine. Um, and then, frankly, I didn't really think too much about it after that, um, but she did, and she took some time at some point, came up to me and said, "Hey, I want to talk to you about something um, that." Uh, we we talked about in the team meeting and uh, we took a few minutes, sat down and she basically reiterated her, her wish and her hope that uh, we would pay attention to diversity as we looked for new uh, candidates, as we looked for people um, to expand the team. And I, I'm sure I was busy in my head with other things. I, I you know, wasn't really prepared for this conversation. I also didn't really perceive us as not paying attention to that, right? Um, and so I I think I said something to the extent of, well, you know, um, we'll look at the, um, the applications that come in and then, you know, we'll pick the best person that there is and, you know, we'll go from there. And, and you know, if there's the opportunity to add more diversity to the team, sure. Um, we'll keep that in mind. And she got not angry, but she, she got really intense with me at that moment and uh, said, you know, that's what they all say. But if you want to achieve balance in an unbalanced system, you have to put your finger on the scale. You have to make sure that you're actively looking for these kinds of candidates, that you're actually actively pursuing some people that you might think work, would work, um, that you make sure that you not just look at whoever is knocking on the door, whoever is filling out the applications or sending in the applications, that you, that you actually come up with an idea of what's missing in the team um, in terms of you know, um, equity and inclusivity, um, and then seek that out. And I was taken aback a little by that at that moment. First of all, like I said, I was probably busy in my head. I hadn't really focused on on this or expected that that kind of stern talking to. Um, and I could also tell that she was a little uncomfortable because she was still relatively new. We we hadn't really worked together all that long. She probably wasn't sure how I would take that, mm -hmm. but. It was. It really mattered to her, and she really basically sat me down and gave me a talking to. Um, and to this day, this is now many years ago, I am so grateful that she did because for her to overcome her fears um, or or inhibitions in that moment, and to basically show the courage of setting her boss straight. Um, that was a huge thing. Um, it helped. Well, it helped the team because you know I actually listened to her and I, we did seek out um, the, you know, other candidates. Um, I think we did grow the team in a in a good, um, very inclusive way as much as we could, anyway. Um, but it, I mean, it lingers on, right? This this conversation yeah. that this colleague may have long forgotten about by now. Um, 
or that may have never really registered as so profound for her, I don't know, um, still certainly lingers on in my mind. Um, it, it is something that I impart when I mentor others these days. And it is something that I, you know, still keep in mind that, yes, sometimes we need to, and this, this goes beyond just hiring. Sometimes we need to, you know, tip this, maybe not tip the scales, but put the finger on the scales and, and actively um, work towards that, which we say we want to achieve. Yeah. It's a powerful story. And it's, it's, it's also powerful because I mean, her, her, her stepping into that, her stepping up and really having the courage to do it and you having the courage to give her the space and to listen. And it opened, I mean, I'm hearing that it really shifted your mindset. It did. It really did. Um, probably not in the immediate aftermath. Um, I think it probably took a while. It probably took a few conversations like you and I had, you yeah. know, over coffee um, one day um, of, of kind of revisiting this, of um, reviewing this. And in fact, it also, you know, it also probably took a little bit of, uh, of feedback where somebody else says, wow, that's, that's really something. Not everybody would do that. Um, and yeah, it, it, it has definitely had an impact. It has, um, you know, like I said, it lingers on and that's, that's, that's the best kind of impact we can ever hope to have, right? That we leave people with, that we impart them with, with wisdom and that they then actually take it with them and, and apply it here and there where it makes sense. Yeah. Well, and it, we don't really realize how much impact our courageous acts have beyond the immediate moment. Absolutely true. Um, in fact, that's something that, that I sometimes hope we, we could see more often. Um, it's, uh, you know, when we, when we work with others, um, when we mentor others, um, when we, when we try to impart wisdom, when we try to be courageous in some way that is probably, well, being courageous usually implies that it's, it's uncomfortable, right? Um, otherwise it would just be the thing that we do. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Sometimes it would be lovely to have an impact tracker to know what, uh, what came out of that, right? I'm sorry. I've, I've had, um, you know, one of the, um, companies I work with, uh, we just had conversations about impact tracking. Um, it's, it's a non nonprofit organization. And, uh, so that, that lingers in my mind, but it is true. It would be, would be really cool if, if we could see, you know, how that pans out. And sometimes we do by catching up with old mentees and old colleagues and just seeing what, what came of them. Yeah. And it's, I mean, asking for feedback obviously is a huge one. And I've had people, I had people that have worked for me and then we've had lunch years down the line and then they've shared really wonderful things with me, you know, like the impact that I had on them that I didn't know in the moment. And it's such a gift, but that doesn't, that doesn't actively happen. So how do we potentially create those moments for it to happen? Yeah, that is, that's a really good question. Um, I, I think... It comes down to to intentionality, right? All of this is about being intentional um, and thinking about things um, and making time for things, be it picking up a phone, be it um, sending a note. I know I don't, and I sometimes wish I do, but I know some people, they schedule an hour in the morning and just send out little thank you notes to people. 
Um, and if it takes them less than an hour, great, then they have a little bit of time left. And yeah, fantastic. Um, you know, it's a great idea. I've tried it here and there, and then I got busy with other things and, you know, sucked into other vortexes and haven't really continued it much. Um, but it, it's that intentionality. Um, and also reaching out to old contacts um, around you. You know how for a while um, these 360 degree reviews were a thing in, in HR and some companies really loved them and most employees really hated them. I still do them actually in my work. Fantastic. So, but, Fantastic. but it has to be a exactly. valuable tool. <laughs> well, because because I was going to say, you know, um, just like many other things, it took me a while to really learn the value of things. But um, it, when executed well and when uh, uh, done intentionally, these things can really, um, really be fantastic because, yeah, you can solicit feedback. You can solicit feedback about yourself from others. You can reach out to others and say, hey, you know, how are you doing? How, how have you been since we last talked? Yeah. Did that thing that I did for you ever help you? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> you know, all these well, things. I love that. Let's. We're going to cut to a break. Um, when we come back, I'd love to talk a little bit more about that, that intentionality, and how do we actually move it forward. And we also talked about the privilege of mentoring, the privilege of the privilege of leading as well. So, let's come back after the break and talk about that. You are listening to the Courage Effect. Stay tuned. Courage takes on many forms. I know from personal experience that one of the most courageous things we can do is to recognize when we need help and seek out support. If you are going through a hard time feeling like something is interfering with your happiness or the ability to achieve your goals, therapy can give you tools to approach your life in a very different way. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more affordable and accessible. It's an online platform where you can be matched with a professional therapist in as little as a few days. For more information and to get matched with a therapist, go to BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P, Dot com slash courage. Visiting this link both supports the show and gets you 10% off your first month of better help. So if you're struggling, consider online therapy with better help. Easy on the ears, good for the soul. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to The Courage Effect. This is Suzanne and I'm in conversation with Andreas Gephardt. So Andreas and I have been talking about leadership and you know creating spaces and giving opportunity for the people that are on our teams and colleagues in general to um, to step up into courage. And how do we respond to that? How do we allow them to feel safe in those spaces and for us to not just listen, but to do something about it, to be intentional in how we approach our work and to create broader change as a result of it. And your story is so powerful, Andreas, because it's not just about you making a change, but it's bringing new people into the organization and truly changing the, the the makeup of who is there and bringing in new thoughts, bringing in new people. So as we talk about the intentionality, how has that shown up for you more broadly in leadership? And when you think about the real privilege of sitting in the seat of a leader or a mentor? Yeah, that's a wide question. And I'm actually going to gonna start by uh, naming one name and saying thank you, because this intentionality and this this safe space to actually say something it starts with fostering a a culture well of safety of so that people know that 
when they do say something, when they do make a mistake, that they're not getting their head ripped off. Um, which, unfortunately, still to this day, is very much the leadership style of many, many people for whatever reason. Either they don't know better or they do it intentionally. I would call that misguided, but uh, either way, that is the reality for many people in many co- companies these days. And <clears throat> I was lucky enough to to work for um, a, a leader who... Uh, you know, really made sure that in his organization and and kind of under his view, um, it was totally normal to raise a hand and say, yeah, that was me, that screw up, that was me, I'm fixing it right now, but, you know, so everybody knows. Um, And so thank you, Pancho, for, uh, you know, really not just showing me um, how to lead others in that way, but also for allowing me to own my own screw ups. along the way. And um, I think that to me is, it's ultimately, in my view, the foundation for any of such conversation. Because if the person across from you really has to be scared, honestly, about opening their mouth, you're never going to hear the real truth about something. You're never going to hear the real crazy idea that really might just be, you know, the missing link. Um, And so, you know, I'm not suggesting that you need to leave it, make it a free for all. You do need to provide guidance. You need to rein people in sometimes. Um, you need to let them go on, you know, uh, uh, sometimes a, a crazy idea walk and then come back and say, okay, that was fun, but now let's come back to what we need to do. That's all fine. Um, but the idea of allowing a conversation um, and and honestly assuming good intent for the duration of that conversation. I think that is that is so powerful. And that is frankly so easy. It's so easy and so many people miss it. So, you know, if you're any one of our listeners, if you're in a leadership position, um, analyze how you deal with your, your people, your reports, the people that you mentor that do not report to you, the people that you interact with. And, you know, do you assume good intent when they talk to you? Do you allow them to own their mistakes? Um, I think that's that's a really key baseline thing. Um, I love that you mentioned that. <laughs> it's but it's so true because we we tend to come from the negativity bias of like what's the worst thing that's going to happen, right? And we think oh people are going to go rogue and do all this stuff, whereas we don't we don't put trust up front. And I mean, positive intent, I think, is such an important thing. So yeah. and thank you for the shout out to Poncho Bernasconi. I'm also part of that fan club. So Poncho, <laughs> if you're listening, thank you. <laughs> well, and Andres, I know the, the work that you do now, you you are really mm-hmm. you're challenging communication platforms in organizations. And I'd love for you to talk about that, because that is obviously driven by part of this passion that you have to make sure that people have a voice and their psychological safety involved in that. Yeah, um, I'll I'll talk briefly about uh, what we do um, at Hype One Thousand or with Hypecast, this this corporate audio platform. Um, I don't want to turn this into a huge plug here, but what we do is we give leaders a voice, the ability <clears throat> to actually speak to their employees. Um, Hypecast is a, a 
corporate audio and internal communications platform that basically allows you to use podcasts um, to disseminate information. And that could be a podcast such as this, where you know two or more people are having a conversation about something. It could be uh, just a voice message. Um, we have tons of clients where the CEO loves this thing because on Sunday night, when they sit down um, to organize and prep for the week ahead, they just lift their, their voice notes app uh, on the phone, talk for five minutes about what a great job Bob did last week and how we must really reel in that big fish client next week. Um, and then they hand it off to uh, internal comms. They stick a jingle in, in front and in the back. And then on Monday morning, the entire company has, you know, the CEO's voice in their head um, and just hears from them. And the fun part about that is, when else do you ever get to really hear your boss's or the CEO's voice if you are the janitor or yeah. the guy in the construction line or, um, you know, front of house dealing with clients um, in some way, shape or form. And, you know, in bigger com companies, you always have these multiple layers of middle management. Everybody filters the message in some way or another. And then the C-levels wonder why the people at the bottom never execute what the C-levels talked about. Well, because they don't know, right? Yeah. And so today, everybody sends internal emails. Everybody knows what they look like. Nobody reads them. Um, it's a mess. And everybody wonders, how do we communicate? How do we reach the people we need to reach? And um, what we built with Hypecast is really, it, it's fun. It challenges those assumptions. And it is, frankly, courageous in the sense, you know, for the people who buy it or who decide to to switch to it, because just buying a better email system, that's that's not courageous. That's just, you know, that's just a variant of the status quo. Yeah. Um, and switching to something else entirely and asking how can we, um, you know, how can we really have an impact and how can we really make a change in the way we communicate, um, that makes a difference. And then if you have podcast where you interview other people in the company, you hear other voices, you hear other accents, you hear other, you know, the voices can transport so much emotion um, and emphasis. That is so hard to do unless you're a truly gifted writer to get across in, in writing. Um, so that is, we often talk to the people who make the decisions to buy that. Um, and and we realize that they are being courageous in some some of these instances. And well, and it's having the courage to not do things the same way that we've always done it. Exactly, exactly. Which is also what I encounter with with the forward momentum clients. Category design is fundamentally about being different than anybody else. It's about um, you know making a huge impact, really making sure that people see you as different, um, and that takes a ton of courage. It's it's scary for some. Um, but it's fun to do. Um, <laughs> but the you talked about the privilege of, of mentoring others. That's really what it comes down to for me. Um, be it mentoring, be it you know, in, in advisory or client. Um, if if somebody allows you to voice your opinion or you know a factual statement, if somebody allows you to speak to them and chooses to listen to you. Um, I think we're well advised to be intentional about that and, you know, to make the best of it for them and for us. 
Yeah. Well, and that's it. I'm also hearing investing, investing in what people are saying and really listening to and having that mutual respect as well as the intent. Yes. Yes. I would agree with that. Yeah. So good. A few final things as we wrap up that I really heard you say that resonated with me are, I mean, the the, the big one, which I don't think is a surprise, is assuming good intent um, and positive intent. And I think that also allows us to to realize that we don't always have the right answer. Yes, absolutely. That's that's absolutely another way of saying that. And, and yes, I agree. And I love that you, I love the, I love the story. I love the, you know, I mean, it didn't necessarily start off as something that was comfortable for you, but you allowed yourself to, to not just have the conversation, but reflect on it. And you continue to reflect on it. And that's why you're still talking about it today. So thank you for doing that. Um, and also really letting other people's courage impact our leadership, letting it, letting it change potentially how we think and how we do things and the tools that we use. And just because we've done it that way, just because we're comfortable doing it doesn't mean that it's the most effective. Absolutely. Great. So Andres, it's such a pleasure to see you. Thank you for being here. If people want to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to do that? I think, I think we're just going to drop an, an email in the uh, in the show notes um if they're listening info at forwardmomentum.llc is probably the best way to reach out okay. um and uh you know it, it'll it'll get to me from there okay any final thoughts that you want to leave our listeners with no um i think we we covered i mean we could keep on talking about this for another three hours i think um but I think we we hit on the key points. I would, you know, don't rip people's heads heads off. Give them a safe space to to grow and to do their thing. And um, yeah, talk to them. Yep, listen and be open. So and good open. positive intent. Such a pleasure, Andreas. Thank you for being here. Thank Likewise. you everybody for listening. Stay courageous.